What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The covenant will not stop. There is something within us. Something sacred. Something worth protecting. Silver Team, on me. College hoop teams have been fighting all season long to secure their shot at being crowned champs. To celebrate this amazing time for hoop fans, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a shot at royalty with 40 to 1 odds on any college basketball game. Place a $5 bet on any college basketball team to win their next game, and if they win, DraftKings will pay out $200 in free bets. DraftKings Sportsbook has nearly endless ways to get in on the action, from same-game parlays to future betting. Feel the sweat with DraftKings now. If you've already taken advantage of this offer, DraftKings still has you covered. There are so many ways to get in the hoops action with DraftKings Daily Fantasy. DraftKings offers nearly endless opportunities to make it rain with their daily fantasy contests, which have millions of dollars up for grabs every week. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code SMOKE. Throw down just $5 on the college basketball game of your choice and get $200 in free bets if the team of your choice wins. That's code SMOKE at DraftKings Sportsbook. Status check. Hold on, let me do it. Let me do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I hate this. I hate this dude, bro. I hate this dude, man. This dude has issues. <laughs> Welcome back to What's Burning. Jack, what's going on? Cool, my brother. How are you? I see your voice kind of shady today. You've been out there screaming yeah. at them boys trying to get them dubs, huh? Yeah, man. A little raspy. But uh, the boys came through this weekend, man. And Dallas had a great little run and uh, won the championship. So I'm happy for him. It's raining out here, but uh, fuck. Life is good. Ain't no complaints, man. Status check. Coming down the home stretch. Let's take a look at the West and the East during this final home run for the playoffs. The Phoenix Suns, to me, along with the Boston Celtics. But the Phoenix Suns, man, are the, are the hottest team in the game. 
uh, surpassed the 60-win plateau. They're now 61-14, and 14, controlling home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Devin Booker has been incredible. Jack, are the Suns a legitimate contender this season to win a championship? No question, because they was able to keep it steady. They was able to keep the majority of their team healthy. And they was able to also rest their stars during the meantime. So I think with, with the collection of all those things and the way they're playing right now, this is the way that you want to have your team uh, come together and be healthy going into the playoffs. Everything is clicking for them at the right time. And uh, they definitely looking like the leading favorite to win this championship, uh, definitely coming out the West. Again, you know, it, it's about getting hot at the right time. Uh, everyone was really worried when CP went down right before the All-Star break. But the team kept the ship afloat. Uh, Devin Booker raised his play. 26-5-5, and five, but 26-5-7 and seven without CP, so he added a few more assists to his his repertoire. But uh, this team is hitting on all cylinders. This is a complete team with a great coach. They play defense. Uh, CP is back, had two nice double-doubles. Uh, so this team, again, is, is gearing up at the right time. And it's hard for me to say because I'm a Warrior fan, but it just looks so messy over there. I think it's Phoenix's championship to lose this season. That's how good I feel like they're playing. Another team that's in the second slot right now, the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, hammered the Bucks without Ja. They're now 16-2 and two without him. He'll be reevaluated in a few weeks. Dylan Brooks has returned to the lineup. Bain remains very, very solid. With the Grizzlies being ahead of schedule, what do you see them doing this season, Jack, in the playoffs? I mean, to, for me, Matt, at this point, after seeing them beat Brooklyn and the Bucks. The way they did and the way that the, uh, everybody's playing together inside of how they're competing. This team is just as scary as the Suns to me because they can, they, the way they're playing, they only have their star back and they're still playing like their stars on the court and being dominant without him. So the way they play on both ends of the court, the way everybody embraced their role, the way Steven Adams protects the paint and does his job to a team regardless of jobs out there or not, I think this team is just as scary as Phoenix. So anybody they play, they got to be worried. Yeah, I mean, this team is special, man, and they showed it, that they're a deep team without Ja. I mean, to have that kind of record without your stars is very impressive. The one thing I, w- I just want to see in the playoffs is, obviously, yeah, they beat the, 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 the Bucks and they beat the Nets. How do you bow in a seven-game series where adjustments are going to be critical and normally young teams struggle a little bit to make those in-game adjustments throughout a series? But agree, man, this team is scary and – Shit, the sky's the limit with this team. There ain't no telling what they're going to do out there in uh, Memphis. Warriors got some bad news. James Wiseman will not return this season. Uh, Swelling on his knee. They're going to go ahead and shut him down for the remainder of the season. Draymond is very frustrated uh, with his recent performances. Can the Warriors get back in this mix, Jack? They're 5-5 in their last 10, and they're currently sitting in the third seed in the Western Conference. Yeah, I I think they'll be fine once they get in the playoffs, get Steph back. I, I don't really think um, they should be too frustrated about having Wiseman back. He ain't played all year, you know what I mean? And I think the frustration is it comes in when they could have traded him, you know, but they, but they had a feeling he was going to come back and help this team. But now he's not coming back in this season. Now they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. But Draymond is just frustrated. He's just getting back from injury. I think when the playoff, by the time the playoffs start, I think this team will be fine. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship or come out the West, but I think they'll, 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 they'll still be a team that, that's going to compete and you still have to worry about. Yeah, I don't think the Wiseman situation, I just think it's unfortunate. I think he would have just added some depth um, to their lineup. But if you think about it, man, this core hasn't played together in over two years. You mm-hmm. know, the second that Clay came back, Dre was hurt. 
the second that Dre came back, Steph is hurt. So these guys really haven't had their core together. Iguodala's working his way back. Um, Young guys have been playing well, but it just hasn't been enough. I'm just interested to see how fast the core can get their chemistry back because I feel like Draymond is the best when he has all his weapons out there um, and he doesn't have all his weapons. And again, he's coming back off a back injury, man, who he missed. He missed a lot, a lot of he lives a lot of time. So I agree with you. Uh, it's, it's going to be a slow grind for them. They definitely need Steph back. Draymond will continue to play his way into basketball shape. And again, in a seven-game series, you're going to have your work cut out, you know, knocking the, knocking the Warriors out. Yep. Miami relinquishes the top spot in the East after being blown out by the Nets. Miami has lost four in a row. Spolster, UD, Jimmy had a little tit-tat that we'll talk mm-hmm. about. Jimmy's probably been one of the most outspoken players in the last few years. Is this good or bad for Miami, Jack? And do we smell a first-round upset for the Heat, or are we reaching? Yeah, I, I well, I, me personally, I don't see no first-round upset. I like that type shit. I like yeah. it because all the, all the soft motherfuckers on the team, you know, they get to see that shit, and they be like, okay, hold up. We seen UD and, and Spolster and Jimmy come. Uh, beef and shit and go out at it, but watch watch UD and, and Jimmy become closer because they're the same type of player. They're the same type of pit bull. I know both of them. And I've got into it like that with my teammates. Hell, me and B, BD got into it in practice, but uh, there's nobody that I was closer to on our team. You know what I'm saying? That's my brother. So it may sometimes things like that uh, brings you closer. I don't think it was that big of a deal. I just, when you, when you lose and shit happens and shit, and sometimes shit, shit is said where somebody feel disrespected. And the shit happens, but at the end of the day, for me, that brings the team closer. UD not on the court. UD is basically there to keep that team together. And he's supposed to step up, you know, when the coach get into it like that. So I get it. But at the same time, if Jimmy felt disrespected by something the coach said, which that's what that's what he told me, then you know that that that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? You gotta defend yourself as a man. But I know the respect that Jimmy has for Spolster is through the roof. I know the respect that uh, that Jimmy has for um for uh, for Udonis is through the roof. And uh, it's going to bring that team together. I, I see them. I definitely don't see them losing in the first round. Yeah, I don't think this is a big deal either. Uh, obviously, when it happened, I knew that the media would blow it out of proportion. Um, this kind of shit happens all the time, whether it be games, practices, uh, locker room. Uh, it's normal. You know, men are going to disagree at some time. And again, yeah, you're right. UD has an important role on this team, Jack. And we've talked about this. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. that veteran leadership that a lot of teams lack. Um yep. That this is very important to kind of just keep all these personalities and egos um, in line. I don't think this is going to pull them apart. I think they'll be fine. They're just in. They're just in a bad. They're they're in a rut right now. You know, losing four in a row, losing to undermanned seventy sixers, losing to the undermanned Warriors. It's just going to bubble over, man. And, and that's just what it is. As far as their playoff outlook, um, I kind of feel personally that they were just holding down that 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 first spot for someone who was going to come and slide in at the right time. But again, very solid team, two years removed from the finals. Uh, just all have to get back on the same page. But again, the playoffs are about who's hot at the right time, not not where, not where you're sitting at in the rankings. So we'll have to keep a close eye on to see what Malumet does uh, moving forward. Big news that the league was happy about, the world was happy about. Kyrie Irving has returned full time basis. For the uh for the Brooklyn Nets, played on Barclays on Sunday. First game versus the Hornets didn't shoot very well, but I'm sure everyone was just happy to have him back. The Nets play six of their uh last eight games at home, so he'll get a good feeling for back being on that home court. Currently battling Charlotte, who they lost to last night for that A spot. Can uh the combination of KD, Kyrie, 
push this team to the Eastern Conference with no Ben Simmons, if that's the case? Yeah, I, I think I think what it is what it's going to all boil down to is we finally get to see how good of a coach our boy Steve Nash is. Because it's at the point now where they have the pieces, you know, guys, a couple guys might be banged up. But at the end of the day, you still have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and you have him full-time now. You have the pieces that you need. LaMarcus Aldridge, hopefully he'll be able to play. Drummond is playing well, um, and, and a couple of guys off the bench playing well. I just think this is all. This is going to be all on Steve Nash, what lineup he puts out there to get the job done. I think they have the, the pieces to the puzzle. Everything is playing out for him. Kyrie's back now. Let's see what, what, what type of coaching job is done for the Brooklyn Nets. We know what the player's going to do. Strategy, 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 huh? Yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. Um, obviously, you know Ben Simmons. That's going to leave, you know, a hole that, that, that they were hoping to have filled. But, again, Seth Curry, I really like the way Bruce Brown's playing. He's like their, he's their switchblade, man. He does all the dirty work on both ends of the court. And, again, when we talk playoffs, we're talking about a seven-game series. And it's going to be hard to beat a healthy Kevin Durant and a healthy Kyrie Irving four times, no matter who's around him. We're just going to have to sit back and see, man. Um, but that brings you to my next point. In your mind, who are the top three duos in the game right now? I'm not talking about all time. You know, you could put okay. AD and LeBron would probably, you know, but I'm talking about currently right now, who's rocking, who's playing well. Definitely I would go with um, Kyrie and KD. I think I would go with the, the young boys in Boston, Tatum and Brown. My last one, I would, it would have to be CP and Devin Booker. Mm, damn, you got all the same ones, just a different order. Yeah, I got the uh, the Boston duo, uh, my number one duo in the league right now, playing incredible. They're on some crazy run, like I don't even want to misquote, but like twenty seven and four or something since since the turn of the year. Uh, just incredible, have moved themselves into the number one slot. So they got my number one playing duo right now. Then I would put KD and Kyrie, uh, still trying to figure things out, but playing well. And then Chris is back, and he came back with two straight mm-hmm. double-doubles. Devin Booker should be in the MVP conversation. Uh, so those sure. are my top three duos right now. Speaking of Tatum and Brown, the Celtics have taken over the number one spot in the Eastern Conference as they beat the dog shit out of the Wolves on Sunday. <laughs> 22 and 3 in their last 25 games. They were in the 11th place just two months ago. Robin Williams has suffered a meniscus tear. Mm-hmm. Wonder how long he's going to have to be out. Jack, thoughts on the C's, and can they make a push, particularly without Robert Williams, because he's in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. That's going to be a big void if he can't play uh, the rest of the season. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's going to hurt them out a lot. And I don't know, I can't really put a finger on who can replace what he does. You know, similar to what Steven Adams does from Memphis. You lose him. No, no telling how which, how you're gonna defend the rebound like you do to get out and run. Not having this guy, in that, like I said, inside, it's a, it's a big hole for them. Maybe Al Horford can step up and uh, and increase his role on this team. Who knows? The young guys, the young guys been playing great all year. They're just gonna have to step their game up. Tatum been getting 40 and 50 point games. I think it might have to go down to like 30, 28, and and, uh, and put more of that effort on defense without having Williams. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to replace a player like Williams who does so much. Uh, you know, who puts pressure on the on the defense with uh, you know his rim attempts, and then someone who protects the paint on the other end. Again, you know, mm-hmm. in the conversation for defensive player of the year. So to me, this drastically uh, reduces their chances to win it all. I mean, they've been playing so good. Uh, it's disappointing, you know, for the young fella to have to go down like this. But 
a lot to see, man. Ime Udoka got that pop system, got those guys over there believing. So normally in a pop system, it's it's a plug and play, you know. Yep, so it's next gonna man be up, next man up mentality. So we'll have to see uh, who that'll be for the Boston Celtics. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. So, Jack, there's been a bunch of chatter uh, about positional issues uh, when coming to first-team all-NBA statuses because we know guys get Lots of money for making the first, second, or third team. Jason Tatum in particular lost $32 million in bonuses for not being named to one of those three teams. Um, let's break this down a little bit. Embiid and Joker, only one of them can be all NBA. Who are you picking? Both of them. <laughs> only one can make the first team, bro. Who are you taking? I'm picking both of them. You can't. 
I'm not picking them. You, I, 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 you know what? You know what? Maybe that's why they got these motherfuckers who do have votes that are always in their feelings. Maybe they got them voting because in, in reality, if you're a basketball fan like me and know the game, both of these motherfuckers deserve it. But just like they didn't put Dwight Howard and Kyrie Irving on the top 75, they got them motherfuckers that be in their feelings and do shit off the, off the how they feel about a person instead of doing it off facts and reality. And reality is both of these motherfuckers deserve it. So I can't pick one. So you can't pick one. So the new rule is three front court and two back court. So leaving the centers out the mix, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who else comes to mind uh, for first team this year? Devin Booker. Mm, good call. Devin Booker comes to mind. Tatum comes to mind. I would go Jokic and Embiid if I had to pick. And if I had to pick a, a point guard that deserved it this year to be in the all-NBA team, a guard, that's tough. I would go with CP, even though he missed games. I, I can't think of nobody else. My all-NBA team would be Ja Moran at the point, Devin Booker ja, at the Ja, two. Ja, Ja, okay. Yeah, oh, you're ja, going to switch up on me now, huh? Yeah, take CP out and put in Ja. You're right, my bad. So I'm going to put Ja at the point, Devin Booker at the two, Jason Tatum at the three, Giannis at the four, and Embiid at the five. Although and Joker's just had a do, great year. Man, no, his you numbers, cannot do that. His numbers are better than his MVP season. But, man, Embiid has been that motherfucker this season, bro. And there's no way I can't, you know, I just can't overlook him. And so <sighs> it's going to be a either. tough decision for them voters, man. And that's a that's a pretty new, fresh-looking team. We'd have to look back to see if any of those guys have made all NBA. I think Tatum has before. But um, that's a new, young, next-wave team. I like it. Next up on the radar, presented to you by DraftKings. With so much attention on the Eastern Conference and the key matchups this week, let's take a look at the few in the middle looking for this strong playoff push towards the end. Will these teams make the playoffs, in your opinion, Jack? Yes or no? The Atlanta Hawks. No. Plus. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> The Atlanta Hawks are yes at plus 260, no minus 370. So the Atlanta Hawks are a no for you. Yeah, man, that's I, I, I watch him, man. I feel sorry for Trey. You know what I'm saying? They, they, he needs some help, man. John Collins wasn't a move. He's an athletic kid, but he wasn't a Batman. I mean, he wasn't a Robin to a Batman, so I feel sorry for Trey, so no. Next up, a team that started off hot, 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 but it's cool way off. The, key, the Cleveland Cavaliers are yes at minus 310 and no at plus 220. Yes. Cleveland, they've cooled off a little bit, but still definitely a playoff team. Yep. Next up, the young Charlotte Hornets at a yes 295 and a no for 425. As much as I want. In, yeah, currently sitting in eighth. As much as I want to see Lamelo in the playoffs, I'm a, I'm a, I'm part of the Charlotte alumni. I want to see him in the playoffs. I just don't see it happening, bro. I think Brooklyn's going to take that eighth spot from him yeah. somehow, some way in the play-in situation. <clears throat> yeah. Next up, a team that was number one in the East for a good part of earlier in the season, the Chicago Bulls are yes at minus five thousand and no at plus sixteen hundred. Season yard, of course they're going to be in the playoffs. Kidding me? Yes. I think they've cooled off a little bit, but still getting everyone back is important. And I see them fucking around getting to the second round. Um, we'll have to see what happens from there. Toronto Raptors have been playing good basketball of late are yes at a minus 1,400 and a no at plus 750. I'm going to go 
A yes. A yes. Where are they currently sitting? They're currently, yeah, they're currently sitting in the sixth spot. So they're right above yeah, that. Yeah, I would that, go that, yes. That poverty line, a game, yeah. a game above the Cavs. Last but not least, the Brooklyn Nets at a yes. And this is the one time I might bet because I think the odds are pretty good. The Nets are at minus four fourteen hundred for a yes and a at no plus seven fifty. Just have a feeling, man. They're gonna fuck around and do something special this year. So. We'll just have to wait and see. Yep. Jack, all final four preview. We got Duke, Villanova, Kansas, North Carolina. Could Coach K ride off in the sunset and get this last ring before he retires? Who do you like in the final four? I got kids on Duke um, and uh, North Carolina. Um, no, excuse me, Duke and uh, I think it's Duke and Villanova, excuse me, I'm mistaken. But I want, I want North Carolina to, to win. I've always been a fan of North Carolina. I just like the school. But um, Duke has a couple guys that I coached. Three guys that start, well, two guys Paolo. that start. Paolo, Griffith, and uh, number one that comes off the bench. Excuse me, four of the, four of the starting five was in the Allen Iverson game. So I got a chance to coach these kids. So I'm, 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 I'm really rooting for them too. But if I had to make a choice, it's Carolina. Yeah, I'm not mad at the choice. Carolina knocked us off, then ran through. Uh, man, shout out uh, Shaheem Holloway and uh, his boys over there. St. Saint, Peter's. St. P- Peter's, man. They definitely uh, first 15 seed to make the Elite Eight. Uh, even though he stole the MVP from you, we're going to forgive him. Yeah, for hey, he's, hey he's you know what, Matt, though? All, all bullshit aside. Let me give my brother a shout out. You know, that that was big. I think um, it was perfect timing for him. You know, we're, we're getting those guys coached. Uh, for me, knowing him, they definitely played with his attitude. They was confident because he's always been confident. And I think it happened at the right time with Seton Hall coach stepping down because he belongs to, he, he belongs at Seton Hall where he played basketball, where he took him to the tournament, where he was one of the best players of, of Seton Hall history. So that coaching job is open. I hope that my boy get that job and he deserves it. Congratulations, bro. It's kind of a bittersweet situation because you build such a special environment with St. Pete's, and then if he has to, and that's what happens though when you're at a smaller program, the doors start opening at other programs, and then to me, it's a no-brainer for him to be able to go back to Seton Hall, man. So we'll uh, have to see what happens. And shout out, she, we need we need to get him on the show, man. Y'all could discuss the McDonald's game and this run and what's yep. next for him this Thursday. Our next episode featuring our brother Dame Dash, man, dropped a lot of game on us. Uh, it's going to get Jack in some of his movies. Uh, you guys enjoy this teaser. Jay has shouted you out in a speech at his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Thank you. After all you guys have been through, years later, how did that make you feel? It was cool. It was good for the culture. I was happy for the culture. I was happy about how happy it made so many people. How did it make you feel? It made me happy that everyone was so happy. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm usually worried about my culture. So I was like, again, I, I think that because number one, Jay and I never had a beef, number one. It never, it just got made up or maybe it was just leveraged that certain things could happen. And I was always confused about that. I'd be like, why do they keep saying we beefing? But I guess, you know, it was a move. It was a chess move. I, it was always a business thing for Jay. He just said, why pay two other people when I could just pay one. And he went with that. And, you know, on a business level, it could have been the right move, but on a friendship level, I didn't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care so much about business. The friendship mean, always meant more to me than anything. It was our bond as friends. Mm-hmm. So it was hurtful. You got to remember something. It was my choice. 
And that's what people don't understand. They asked me not to leave. They begged me not to leave any of those things. The thing that happened with Jay was that he didn't want Biggs to be a part of it anymore. And I wouldn't rock with that. That's it. You could ask Biggs and you can ask Jay. You may not get an answer, but that, that was what <laughs> That's happened. That's what it is. It just was like, yo, I can't do that to Biggs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Period. And I was like, yo, we could do something different. But Rockefeller is always supposed to be us three, no matter what. Closing thoughts, something that needed to happen uh, that was crazy that it even got fucked up or derailed from the beginning. But oh, last week, Vanessa Bryant, I saw her on her Instagram announce that Nike and Kobe are announcing a long-term partnership. You know, they parted ways for a while, but I'm glad they found their way back. I thought, I think we thought that Kobe should have had one of them Godfather deals that, that LeBron got, that MJ got. To me, it was a no-brainer. Is that a Kobe sweatshirt you're wearing right there? Mm-hmm. I thought it was Viola when I first glanced. That shit is hard. GG, Kobe. Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? Somebody sent it to me, man. Whoever sent it to me, shout out to you. Yeah, I need one. Send that shit to me, too. The new partnership includes products not only with Kobe, but Gigi as well. 100% of the net proceeds will go to the Mambasita Foundation. Jack, how important is this to the Bryant family? And how important is this for Nike and culture overall? You know, from talking to you, you know, because I know you're close with Vanessa and just hearing things that was going on, you know, it, it, it was depressing because... Not only is Kobe like a brother to, to, to me, but, you know, I'm a fan, too. I wear shoes. You know, I still play, you know, and, and, and to see how the youth had embraced his shoes, to see that with every AAU camp, or, or, or even in the NBA, everybody's wearing the shoes, to see that they was trying to discontinue that, and that was even an idea, you know, not to come back out with them was just, was just disheartening to hear. But to see that they got it right, to see uh, Vanessa stood on her ground and demanded what she needed for the respect of her family and her son, I'm glad she got what she wanted. I'm glad uh, 100% of, of the proceeds for, for GG Shoes are going to the Mamba Academy. Everything is being done right, and, it, and it's well-deserved. So shout-out to Vanessa and the family, and I'm glad Nike got it right. Yeah, definitely. First and foremost, I'm glad Nike got it right because they were on some bullshit before uh, he passed. Um, I had heard some of the stuff that was going on and I couldn't blame just like this, how you guys are going to do code. Uh, mm-hmm. so it was, it was unfortunate. So glad that they were able to get back on the same track and I actually talked to Vanessa, man, a couple, uh, a couple weeks ago. And she said they have some big stuff cooking with Nike, uh, to get back into the youth side of sports. So excited to see when she announces that, um, you know, for the rest of the world to know what they have going on. Something make sure when she send you your packages, make sure when she send you your packages <laughs> that I get one too now. <laughs> I'll pass the word for sure. Man, last night, Jack, let's talk about this. Uh, it took the world by storm. Will Smith went up on the stage and slapped the shit out of Chris Rock for making a joke about Jada. Before we get really get into the breakdown, I just wanted to say this. Unfortunate that it was Chris Rock, because I think we all love Chris Rock, and he's, he's great at what he does. Uh, but he does have a history of somewhat trolling this couple. Um, and I know that's what, what, what com- com- uh, uh, comics are supposed to do. But he said did some stuff back in 2016. And I think what really hit a nerve this time around, and this is what we can discuss, is, you know, Jada came out and said she has alopecia. And that's why she shaved her head. And the hair joke crossed the line. I think Will tried to laugh it off at the beginning, but then saw, you know, how hurt Jada was. And he went up on the stage, man. So let's break this down a little bit. What were your immediate thoughts when you saw the situation? Well, 
One for me, man. Um, I'm I'm not surprised to be honest, Matt, because a man can only take so much, especially when he did it with That's his family. You can't nice. you can't you can't tell a man what's disrespectful to him and what's not disrespectful to him. You can't tell a man how to act when he gets disrespected. I don't care if it's on TV, the Oscars, wherever. You see, that, that's the thing. People expect, especially a black man, they expect when you reach a certain level of success that you're supposed to take everything and act a certain way to keep mm-hmm. your success and to keep your money. And I fuck that. Family is bigger than everything. See, one thing, one thing about it, you ain't going to die with none of that money, but you, your family is very important. And for him to stand up for his wife, knowing that all the things that's been said, you know what I'm saying, knowing the position that he was put in on TV to be embarrassed and all this stuff that was going on, enough is enough. You know what I'm saying? Enough is enough. And I'm, I'm not mad at, uh, at Will for how he reacted. You know, everybody in the audience saying he shouldn't react like that because it's at the Oscars. Man, fuck the Oscars. Chris Rock should have swung back. And if you and and, and 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 you know what I'm saying, and and, and one thing about it, hey. if you will, if you willing to say shit as a joke, you know what I'm saying, willing to say it, you gonna have to take the the, the consequences from it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I said, it's a lot going on, man. I'm not mad at Will. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just, I'm not, I'm just not. I'm upset with the people that's saying because of who he is and that success he had, he should have handled it a different way. Look, bro, you said this shit on TV. Your ass can get slapped on TV, point blank. Mm. Mm-mm. You got to be accountable for your words. Again, I think it's unfortunate because, again, I think we all are friends of Chris Rock. And I don't think he initially meant what he said in a in, in a malice way or a disrespectful way because he makes jokes for a living. But, you know, with the alopecia situation and, uh, you know, the hair joke across the line. But I also think this is a buildup from facts. All the shit that's been going on and said about this family in the last, you know, two, three, four years. And although they opened the doors you know, with sloppy pimping from the the young singer kid, they've had to deal with this shit every single day, Jack. And Mm -hmm. I kind of resonated to this situation because although the situations are completely different, you know, my situation with Gloria and Derek, and still to this day, that shit's been almost seven years. And every single day, at some point, I'll see a comment somewhere about it. So only imagine being on Will Smith and Jada's level, because I'm not even close to that level. So every single day you're hearing disrespectful shit about your girl, your family, yourself. And Will talked about it after. I was like, you know, we're put in this position and we're just supposed to take all this shit. Like you said, we're just supposed to take it and smile and kiki and laugh it off. And Will Will had had enough. What, what kind of hurt hurts too is, you know, this was supposed to be his night because we all knew he was going to win for, uh, for King Richard. You know, he yep. was able to capture his first Oscar. Well-deserved. But again, man, there's only so much a man is going to take about his family. Um, you know, imagine if he didn't stand up for her the way Jada was feeling. Uh, that could have been more beef at the crib. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm happy if Will and Jada are happy. I think they were happy enough to possibly, and I say this all due respect, maybe go make a baby last night because they were popping and really feeling each other, man. So again, uh, unfortunate situation. Stephen A. Smith went deep. Oh, I know you want to say, go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah, let, 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 let me, I, I'm going to let you ask me that, but I want to touch on two things. To yep. cor- I wanna, and I want to correct two things, too. Will Smith said, Steve, uh, Denzel told him, when you get to your highest, that's when the devil come. And Denzel mm-hmm. wasn't calling Chris Rock the devil. He was just telling him that mm-hmm. when you're at your highest, there's going to be certain situations to tempt you. Yes, absolutely. To, to, you know what I'm saying? The devil going to tempt you in certain situations. He wasn't mm-hmm. talking about Chris Rock, and a lot of people took that the wrong way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, 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 and two, uh, my second point was, um, Chris, it's ironic, Chris Rock gets slapped for making a hair joke when he made a movie talking about pe- black people hair, ain't it? <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, I think 
I, I think you made a great point. I mean, everyone loves Chris Rock, period. You know what I mean? He's been, you know, a, a historical comedian for our generation. So, again, there's a lot of love there. But, again, unfortunate. What was your take? Because I saw this morning when I woke up, I was scrolling on Instagram. And, and obviously, you know, Stephen A. Smith is known for his loud takes and the energy he brings kind of makes him think like he's right. I didn't think everything he said. Actually, I thought a lot of the shit he said was wrong to keep a G with you. Uh, you made a comment. Talk to us about what you thought about his take on the situation. Yeah, he he, he a walking contradiction, bro. You know, he talking about uh, Will Smith and what he did to another black man on 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 the on the stage like the Oscars going slapping is not right. He might have ruined his whole legacy and all that stuff. He's trying to say you Impossible. do it every day. Yeah, impossible. Uh, Stephen A. Smith, you do it every day. You made it personal with Kyrie. You went out your way to com- continue to say on TV that this man is not a hero when he's a hero to many people. Stephen A. Smith, you are a hero to some people. Everybody's a hero to someone, but you do it every day. You do it every day on TV to, 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 to a black man or somebody. You know what I mean? So for him to get up there to post that and say Will uh, shouldn't have did this or he might end up ruining this and all, it, it, it's just uncalled for. Because one thing, you don't see no white people posting that saying he ruining his legacy, his legacy. You don't see no white people posting that he might have did this and he might have did that. No, you didn't. So you on the outside looking in just like everybody else. But it's funny, every time something like this, when a black man in this position, you always stand on the other side against them and proof and, and history tells that and that's why i said Stephen a smith you do this every day on tv please don't make us remind you bro yeah i mean I, I don't think you can't cancel will smith first and foremost you know he's one of the biggest stars in the world again it, it you know we're not the one to decide whether this is a black eye on the oscars or this this and that i just know his legacy is intact they'll always remember the slap they'll also remember his first oscar man this is uh, the most the oscars ever been watched Thank you, Will Smith, Oscars. Thank you, Will Smith. Y'all better thank him for that slap. Yeah. And I have a feeling, too, at some point, Will and Chris are going to sit down and and this will be water under the bridge. Um, But again, I think in the moment, everyone had a lot of different feelings and emotions. And uh, hopefully this will be resolved. Congratulations again, because it was his first Oscar. That's that's what I I think is going to get missed in translation, man, is this his first Oscar. So salute. He did a great job in King Richard. And, uh, man, I'm riding with Will and Jada for sure. Hey, hey, hold on. And pregame for all you people out there, comedians, kids, children. You say something about somebody and they start walking towards you without saying nothing, put your hands get up. Put your hands up. Uh, oh, yeah, get ready, bro. Get Don't just stand there. fucking hands up. Now more than ever, man, there's repercussions for your words. You know what I mean? Whether it's a kiki or some racist shit or whatever the situation may be, be ready to back up what you're talking about. Stand on it. Motherfuckers is not having it no more. Jack. We got some uh, bloopers coming up for our fans, man. We had a great <laughs> run uh, at the start of the year, so you guys get to see all the behind the scenes, all the fuck ups, all the all the laughs. Uh, you guys enjoyed this blooper reel, and we will see you guys next week. What's burning is available every week on Showtime Basketball YouTube and on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Show Basketball. Welcome back, season three. What up, though? <laughs> I can't do it. That was yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck what Birdie says. I would bury the both of these motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. Start rolling.
What's that little colored board for? I know what color Jack is. The one on the far left. <laughs> <laughs> when did you come up with the name Mozzie? What'd that derive from? Mozzie. Uh, Mozzarella Mavalado. I was just in a super creative time. <laughs> you feel me? Just... Time I say that again? Yeah, Mozzarella Mavalado. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so you got that merch. Where can they find that merch at? Uh, I forgot. The Last Enforcer. In stores February 4th, or excuse, first, excuse first, me, right? Yeah, February first. 1st. Sabrina, and then I'm gonna let you announce your own last name because I think it's the most mispronounced name in sports. Yonescu. Yonescu. <laughs> no, you still fucked it up. Yonescu? You, ooh, Yonescu. Yonescu. Yes. Everyone out there, stop fucking it up. Yes, Put some respect please. on it. Jack, what's good? What's up, my brother? How you? Or not? Can you hear me? Am, am I that delayed to you? Ron was out of control, bro. Like, but I, I loved him. Shout out Ron Artest. He put me on. He put me on Panera Bread too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's random as fuck. It's crazy. I used to play basketball. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I knew that was in New York. Yeah, I knew that was coming. coming. I knew it was Wait, coming. How long he's gonna say that? Right away, he tell y'all I used to play ball. So everybody that watch our show know, like every episode, he gonna remind y'all he, he played ball. He dressed like a hooper. You can. Yeah. Yeah. $5 fine for ringing. Who that guy? Fuck a $5 fine to cush up. Where you do 10 push ups every, every time you go uh, down, you inhale, exhale. Yeah. So I'm already I, high. I don't mind. I love push ups. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jamal Murray. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you, bro. What's Thank up, you for bro, coming boss. through. Was whooping Jack's ass earlier in Call of Duty. Yeah, I'm still trying to. I'm, I'm still putting bandages on right now for all the <laughs> knives he threw at my face. <laughs> this nigga just hit me with a knife. <laughs> Did he? From long range. Yeah. From, uh, from Tom Brady range. Stuck on the island, three shows or movies you have on repeat. If I'm by myself, I'm watching. I'm gonna get that hub on. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what made you get back in the ring? Hold oh, on, before you start, OG. Let me just let me say this. I was worried. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> <laughs> and this what made me remember him, bro. After I'm talking all this shit to so him, he ain't paying no attention to me. I'm getting ready, trying to start a fight. It's a timeout, and I see him walking to with his teammates, and he looks at his teammates like. Is he serious? Yeah. <laughs> I bust out yeah. laughing, dog. I wish I had these variables. I mean, I do, mm. but I don't have Showtime. Mm. Pass the plug. Mm. We oh. talked about this already. And you still haven't passed it. It was our first time talking. <laughs> that it was, was our like first time talking. Anything I do, blame it on the weed, not my heart. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. 
I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it, kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends. Paramount Mountain. The place where entertainment lives. Home to bumblebees, hounds, and birdies. <laughs> Giant hippos. Wait. And flying jackasses. Let her rip, tater chip. Yep, this mountain's full of surprises. In fact, I'm not even Tim McGraw. <laughs>